Blog Talk Radio. No, we can't hear we can't hear you. Elder Pastor, I think he's trying to call in. Uh we don't see him online yet. Okay. Okay, he he's gonna he's gonna hang up and um and call back in. I still don't see him online hear- yet. Yeah, he's okay, I, I hear him. Here you go, I got him. We got him. Okay. All right, all right. Am I am I good now? You're good. Hello? Yeah, oh, okay. you're good. You're good. All right, great, great. God bless all of you. Hey, man, we're so excited Another Tuesday night Bible study here at Praise Tabernacle Church, and we thank God for what he's doing in our midst. Amen. Thank God for another, uh, this not, not, not midweek, almost midweek, but we just thank God for bringing us uh, to this point. Had such a great service on Sunday, and God took us in another direction. I had something planned, what I thought I was going to preach, but the Lord changed that. I think we'll try it again this Sunday. Amen. Just as the Lord leads us. You know, spirit feel means spirit control. Sometimes you can have your plan and ideas on what how the service is going to go and may not always go that way. But that does not mean God is not in charge and doesn't mean that God won't be glorified. Yes. Uh, immediately after the service, just had so many testimonies and folks, so many of the members and different ones that was watching, saying, Pastor, that was that was for us. We needed that. So we thank God. Thank God for it. Amen. Just want you all to be encouraged. Continue to fight the good fight of faith and lay hold to eternal life. Because only what you do for Christ will last. We got a great teacher on the night. Amen. My lovely wife is going to be leading us in Bible study on tonight, and we're going to say a quick word of prayer, and then we're going to turn it over into Evangelist Pamela Zachary's hands so that she can give to us what the Lord has given to her. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you as we come now into this service. We commit it into your hands. We ask that you be glorified and magnified, and God strengthen and Encourage the teacher, give her what to say unto us on tonight. We thank you for those that are able to be on the panel and help to be there to help teach and give points. And, God, we thank you for our listening audience, God, that you would touch and keep them and strengthen them. Those that are on the prayer list, God, we ask that you would continue to touch these, uh, Elder Oliver, Brother uh, Wendell Martin, Brother Sean Moon, and uh, Sister Kenya and her family, and several others. God, we just pray that you will continue to touch these your people. We thank you in advance for healing and deliverance. Even on the testimony we heard Sunday morning from Sister Shamir Jackson, praying that you will continue to touch her body. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Services in the hands of Lady Pamela Zachary. God bless. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Um, I hope everyone had a wonderful day today. Um, back to school. Amen, parents. Glad you're happy, excited, or you're missing your kids because they're not eating up everything in the house, in your refrigerator. Amen. But I hope everybody had a had a great week. Um, not a great week, but a great um, a great day today. Um, tonight, um, I'm I'm going to give what the Lord what He gave to me. Um, and it was funny because um, I was studying for something. I was studying something else, and then the Lord dropped this in my spirit, and I was like, "Okay, Lord, come on, Jesus, we gotta, I gotta, I gotta get it together." And I have so many 
so many nuggets. I know I can't give it all tonight because it's not enough time. It's not enough time um, tonight. But I thank God for um, thank God for Him allowing me to wake up this morning. Um, thank God for my health uh, and my strength. Um, I got up this morning and um, I hear. I used to hear my mother say it all the time. Like when it rains, like before it would rain, she would. You know, it's like she would know it because her body would start hurting, like her her back, her legs, or something. And um, I don't know that that thought just just came to just came to my mind this morning as as I was getting up, and I'm like, well, Lord, I'm not I'm not that old, you know, I'm still young, but I don't care how young you are, your your body will, you know, things will go on in your body. So that's my testimony. I thank God for um for my life, health, and the strength. Um, that I have um, on tonight, but I'm not. I'm not going to be on here long. Um, uh, hopefully, my team will, will help us out, help me out on tonight. But I'm going to give exactly what the Lord gave to me, um, and I'm going to be done um, halfway. I'll turn it over to our to our pastor for um, for offering. But I thank God for everybody that's on the panel tonight um, and the opportunity that I have. I'm always nervous. Um, going to um, to school when we went to Bible class and all, you know, all that good stuff. And, um, you know, they was telling us, if you ever get to the point to where you're like, oh, I, oh yeah, I'm going to kill, oh, I'm going to do this, and there's no nerves, you need to check yourself. You need to check your relationship and your spiritual walk with God because at that, po- at that point, now it's about you, you know. You need, you should be nervous because you're giving God's people um, you know, his word, and you want to make sure that you're not giving him false information. So I thank God for uh, this opportunity um, on tonight. So we're going to be dealing in Ephesians. We're just going to do one verse um, tonight, but um, but I'll give you all the, the, you know, the history behind all of that. But my topic tonight um, is transactional forgiveness versus unilateral forgiveness. Uh, transactional forgiveness is unilateral um, forgiveness. And if y'all hear my my little people in the back, y'all just, you know, just pray for them. I'm usually in my office, which is my car. (laughs) That's my quiet place for Bible study. But if y'all hear the dog barking of the kids in the back, y'all just, you know, we y'all know how y'all know how it is. But uh, yeah, so tonight that's what we're dealing with is forgiveness. Um, a lot of people, and I believe the Lord put this, he put it in my spirit for a reason, so someone needs to hear it, um, be it someone on the panel, be it, um, you know, of course, myself, um, be it anybody that's listening on tonight, okay? Um, it's not about It's not about you, but it's all about Jesus Christ. And if we're walking in, in the likeness of Christ or if we're saying that we're believers, um, and, you know, all of that, good stuff, we should, you know, we should be able to, we should still be on the bottle. We should have a little meat there, okay? So we're dealing with transactional forgiveness versus unilateral forgiveness, okay? And those that's on the panel, um, you know, I sent this out or whatever, but which one, which one do you find yourself in, you know, or, or are you struggling with forgiveness? Um, a lot of times people are like, you're supposed to be saved, you're supposed to be this, you're supposed to be that, but everybody deals with things differently. That's understandable, but at the end of the day, whose side are you on? Where does your strength come from? Okay? We sing it, we preach it, um, but when it comes down to it, what are you going to do? Okay? <clears throat> so, and I'm going to do a little different. I'm not going to read my scriptures yet, but forgiveness toward the ones you love, and for the ones you really don't care for, um, you still should forgive. Why? Because it's beneficial. To, it's beneficial to you. We have heard, well, I've heard a lot of times, forgiveness is for you and not the other person. But if I'm the other person, okay, y'all follow me with this, Okay. And definitely give your input, um, feel free. Um, So if I'm the other person who offended 
hurt, poignant, I would feel joyous. I would feel happy on the inside if that person who I offended let me know and show that they forgive me. But, of course, you have those with a I don't care if they forgive me or not attitude. Okay, they may say rightfully they do because you did your part, but that person still has a soul, okay, that you, yeah, I did my part. I actually said forgive me. Yes, that's all you can do. You can ask for forgiveness, and that's just, and that's not just talking about people in the church, people on your job. That's family members. That's even in your marriage. That's even your children, okay? Because a lot of times parents take to heart. If their children get older and, you know, start doing things, you know, parents, they just, you know, they, they kind of disown them or kind of look down on them but not understanding that's my child, but this is still a soul, okay? But that person still has a soul, and you as a believer is required to pray for them. Pray for their peace and pray that the Lord softens their heart, okay, and not hold on to the bitterness. For some people, it takes years. I know people personally, okay. Um, for some people, it take it takes years um, to for to forgive that person that has wronged them or has hurt them. Um, took advantage of them as you know when they were when they were children and their innocence was was taken away because you know this grown person cousin decide to be perverted okay i know people personally in my family okay so it took years to get over that and to actually forgive that person thanks be unto god for his grace and his mercy, amen, because what if that person would die and they still have unforgiveness in their heart? Hate, I'm not just talking about unforgiveness, but unforgiveness, if you don't let it go, if you don't release it, it can turn into a strong dislike, which is hate, okay? So um, his grace and his mercy keeps those that are still holding on to the past that they can remember to this day that hurt them, okay? And as I was studying this, and this is to the panel, y'all can write this down if you want to comment on it later, um, but even <laughs> this is a conversation I had. I'm not going to get into that part, but um, if you hold on to something for so long, what does it cause? What does it cause? Does it, does it cause stress? Does it cause hair loss? Does it cause does it cause weight gain? Does it cause weight what what are the side effects? Are there any side effects as far as unforgiveness? Okay? Um so, and I'm gonna share this with you and I'm gonna to get to my in my in my scripture. But a few years ago, um a family was in court and I saw this on court T V. And it was on YouTube, it was on Internet, it was online, it was everywhere. But a few years ago, a family was in court because a guy decided to kill their son. As the lady began to speak, she surprised the court by what she did and by what she said. So she surprised the court by telling her son's murderer, this person murdered their son, left him in the street like a dog, shot him in his head, robbed him, left him in the street to die. And she said that to the murderer, the one that killed her son. But the thing that was most touching is telling her son's murderer that she forgives him and then proceeded to ask could she hug him. They didn't know what she was going to do, but she hugged this person that killed her son, and she told him that, I forgive you. Forgiveness, kindness, and love has no color, 
race, and it hasn't it doesn't have boundaries. They shot her son in the head, left him for dead, and she said she can't hate him. But you want to know what? She's not even Christian. She's not even a believer of Jesus Christ. This lady was a Muslim. But us as believers would not take that initiative to, I mean, well, everybody's different. Yes, it takes some strength to forgive someone who who, who have murdered and, and hurt someone that was close to you. Amen? So we're going to be dealing with Ephesians chapter 4, and we're going to start. I'm going to read verse 32. And the word of the Lord reads, and be ye kind one to another. That goes back to what I said. It doesn't have anything to do with race. It doesn't have anything to do with your, um, you know, your background, um, any of that. And be ye kind, and this is Paul talking here, and be ye kind to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. So just a little back history on this particular chapter. Um, I did that one, going to go on that one verse, but um, if you read the whole chapter, I hope it blessed you um, because um, Paul, he was in prison writing this, and basically he was arrested because of his evangelist um, ministry with the Gentiles. And Paul, he says a lot in this particular chapter about purity, and also in this chapter um, he's letting us know to walk in a way pleasing to God is unforgiveness godly, is hatred godly, is having a stony heart godly. No, it isn't. That's not godly. So, um, and this, don't live like the lost culture. In this generation, um, we have to continue to pray. We have to pray for our children. We have to pray even the generation after that that God keeps them and that someone would still know how to call on the name of Jesus in the time of trouble, and somebody would be able to say, hey, when I'm dead and gone, I pray that my children be able, you know, if the Lord delay is coming and they get married and have children, that even with my husband and I, that we're able to instill in them what we put in our children, but to trust that our kids, will be able to hold up the bloodstained banner and stand on the word of God. But it pretty pretty much sums it up, um, you know, that, you know, people that are in the world, they're lost, okay? But they're lost. And with us, the least, you, the, the, the least we're listening to God, the more the world, the worldly part of us, okay? Um, if we renew our mind daily, if we renew our thoughts, daily, we wouldn't respond the way that we respond. So sum it all up, commit thy ways to the Lord. And that's in Psalm 37, um, verse 5. It co- Commit your ways to the Lord. We have to change our ways, our sinful ways, and walk with the Lord, okay? So um, transactional forgiveness, my Lord, what is that? Transactional forgiveness um, occurs when there's a desire for reconciliation and repentance. And when I was studying this, a lot of things kept popping up as far as uh, marriage. And I was like, well, okay, Lord, well, let me, let me look. I'll dig into this. I'll, I'll dig into this. And this is still going um, with our verse on tonight, um, Ephesians 4, verse 32, okay? So transactional forgiveness occurs when there's a desire, when there is a desire for reconciliation and repentance. Let me read that one more time. Transactional forgiveness, just in case somebody was taking notes, and you can also look it up online. Um, Transactional forgiveness occurs when there's a desire okay, for reconciliation and repentance. So when the marriage thing kept popping up, I said, okay, let me, Lord, let me, um, let me dig into this and kind of see exactly what it's talking about. 
And a lot of testimonials were, um, you know, that spouse, you know, was, was stepping outside of their marriage or not having sexual um, situations, but, um, you know, other things that cause, you know, problems in their, in their marriage. So um, one lady was giving her testimonial and, she was saying that she was willing, she she was desire she was desiring um, for reconciliation with her spouse, but he wasn't. He didn't have that that desire to come back together with her. Okay, um, even though he asked her for forgiveness, but. We know that even in marriage, you know, it, it's not one-sided. It's, it's, it's not my way. It's not just your way. It's God's way, and then we have to come together to work it out, okay? Um, and the other thing we're going to be dealing with is um, unilateral forgiveness. And this particular forgiveness occurs when you forgive someone, and yet the person has not asked for it. They haven't requested it or even repentance of what they did or, or what they said, okay? Have you been in that situation? For those that's listening on tonight, even those on the panel that may want to give their testimony, okay? So if you go to, to someone, I'm just going to say this. If you go to someone um, and you know in your heart that you have offended them, or you may not, but just in case, I want to ask you for forgiveness because I may have, said something the wrong way, or I may have came off the wrong way, and they may be like, oh, no, I don't I don't know what you're talking about, but because of the God that's in you, you know, you want to make sure, make sure that things are right, amen? So unilateral forgiveness occurs when you forgive someone, and yet the person has not asked for it. Now, let me say this, with the unilateral forgiveness, even how you do that, because you can mess your blessing up. What do you mean by that, Lady Zachary? I thank you for asking. I'm going to tell you. If someone has offended you and now you're talking with someone else, okay, you, you've gotten a group of people together, you're like, well, they didn't ask me for forgiveness, but I'm going to do it anyway because, you know, that's not, no, no, no. It's the way you do it. That's in, that's in life, period. That's the thing, period, Okay. So, like I said, it occurs when you forgive someone and yet the person has not asked for it or have even requested it, okay? What does that mean? They didn't come to you and like, oh, can you forget? Okay, no, no, no. Well, they better had. they supposed to be saved. they supposed to be a minister. They're supposed to be an elder. they supposed to be this. Yes, that is right. But you have to be careful um, on everything that comes out of your mouth. And at this time, I know I've done a lot of talking, but at this time I'm going to open up to the panel if anybody wants to make a comment um, this far. If not, can I will hear me? Oh, yeah, go ahead. We can hear you now. Okay, yeah. Um, very interesting and very, very thought-provoking for the simple fact um I, I would say this is something we all um, are accustomed to or familiar with. Um, and you talked about husband and wife. Um, I, it, it'll be, I, I would say there's no way you can even be really married without having to forgive something, you know, um, it's some some things some you know some marriages have experienced major issues uh some marriages have have experienced what some may consider minor issues um but I told somebody the other day, even talking about marriage, what works for one marriage doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for every marriage doesn't you know what works in your house may not work in my house so I talked to a gentleman years ago. He had been married for, oh, I think 40 or 50-something years. And I asked him, uh, you know, just asking, how how did you make it that far? What what are some tools or whatever that you use, you and your wife, 
used over the years. And his response to me was, two great forgivers. He said, Omar, the reason why we made it this far because we both have been great forgivers. Uh, you know, you lay next to each other each night. Well, hopefully you do. You know, I know some marriages is uh, one in one bed, one in one room and whatever, but uh, I don't think that's marriage. Me personally, I think that's just an arrangement. Y'all roommates then. So there definitely needs to be some forgiveness or some counseling or something something going on. Uh, we can really go into our marriages and how Paul dis- describes them and how it should be and how you should not hold um, yourself from each other. And a lot of marriages now, that spouse, be it that man or that woman, because of bitterness, because of hurt, or whatever has taken place, and unforgiveness, they don't even touch each other. There's no intimacy. There's no uh, romance. There's no contact at all. And you got you got a lot of spouses that, well, I ain't giving you none. I ain't doing this and I ain't doing that. And then they'll speak in tongue and shout around the church on Sunday morning. And I have a problem with that. Uh, that there's an issue when you can come to church for those of you that go to church and do everything your pastor asks you to do, but when you go home, you won't submit to your husband, okay? Or even on the man, you'll come to church and, and serve all the sisters or whatever, but when you go home, you, you, won't, you won't, you know, submit, okay, to a certain extent to your own wife, okay? And a lot of this is because of unforgiveness, Okay, you, you're still holding on to something, or you you holding on holding something over that person's head. Okay, and the question is, when am I gonna outlive it? I mean, when when am I? God has forgiven me. Lord, the angels done the angels done forget. I know it. Ain't we worried about the angels? I'm just you know speaking. The angels done forgave me. The dog and the cat done forgave me. And you claim to have forgiven me, but look at how you still act. And that, that goes both ways, husband to wife and wife to husband. So, baby, this is this is real good tonight. I already know, I already know beyond a shadow of a doubt, this is already helping somebody because we got to do self-inventory, okay? And you, you can't, there's no way, there's no way you can be saved, okay? There's no way you can be saved because in order for you to be saved, God has to forgive you. There's no way for you to be saved if you won't forgive, okay, there's no way. And I'll come back, hopefully if I get another chance, I'll come back with that later. But you can't be saved if you won't forgive, all right? So, yeah, this is this is real good. Um, I'm definitely glad you, you brought out the husband and wife because uh, that's the foundation, okay? Husband and wife is, is the, of the church, okay? Strong families means you got a strong church. And a strong church is not how many members you got. It's your family. It's the strong. If you got a strong family, I don't care if you got two strong families. I don't care if you got five strong. If you got strong families, you got a strong church. You got a strong church, and you have a strong community. Okay, so, um, yeah, that's it. Thank you. Amen. Thank you for those comments. Um, anybody else? Um, I was going to say, First Lady, when you were talking about um, – the perceived offenses that we can have sometimes or someone will offend us and they don't even know about it. You know, that part was really good to me because I found myself in situations where I was upset with my coworkers who were supposed to be like my best friends, my best work friends and mad that they were talking more to each other and I wasn't included. And for a while, you know, my thoughts started to run and I was like, man, they don't care about me. Like, how could they do that to me? Well, forget them. I'm just going to stop talking to them and we'll see if they notice. And what you said about what does it cost to hold on to that unforgiveness, I remember standing in the hallway pouting and looking like, yeah, look at them. They don't know that I'm even mad at them. How dare they? And then it took God to look at me and be like, girl, what is wrong with you? Go over there and talk to your friends. Stop acting like this because you're being a baby. 
And why are you really upset? Because whose love and affection are you really looking for? Theirs or mine? And so he really Mm. had to deal with me a lot on where I put my validation and my value in my life because it was out of order. And I was putting it in my friendships. And he had to check me and say, hey, your priorities are out of order. You should be looking for validation from me. You should be looking for your identity in me, not your work friends. And then even then in this verse, I love this verse. It's one of the ones that I have up on my wall because it is hard to be kind to other people and tenderhearted and forgiving, but we have to make a conscious decision to do so. And so eventually I had to, I had to let it go. And then I realized how ridiculous I was being afterwards. And it's like, I was being so immature about this. And I'm thankful and grateful that God pulled me from it because it would have cost me my friendship with two of the closest people that I have in my life. And they would have never known what they even did. And if I even tried into words what they did to me, it wouldn't have made sense. It would have sounded immature and ridiculous, but I wanted to hold on to that. So I love this scripture. Um, 31 and 32 are just are great. Yes. They're hard, difficult, and they're not easy. Amen. Amen. That's right. And that's, that's, that's just, just the, even make, like you said, making a, a conscious decision. And, um, yes, 31 and 32, those definitely um, hitting, I mean, they're right there. As a matter of fact, let's read it. Verse 31 says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Okay? And then it, it goes into our, our scripture for tonight. Okay? And be ye kind one to another. What does it cost you to be kind? What does it cost you to, to be kind? I said, I, I don't like being around people that always bitter. That's always bitter. And they and I'm not I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about people that consider that consider themselves child of God. And a lot of times, you know, when things like that happen, especially if I know them or if I don't, um, you know, if they're looking, you know, because I used to be a field trainer, um, well, a few months ago, I, you know, stepped down from that. But it was a lady, she was sitting in the break room and, you know, people look at it like, uh, oh, I don't think you have to do, you're just driving a bus, you know, you're just picking up kids. No, 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 no. No. Learning your CDL can be very stressful. And Gwinnett County is number one on training, so it is above and beyond. But she was sitting in there, and um, my trainee, I talked to my husband about my male trainees because they always gave me a hard time because they see this short little person and they're giants, but when I open my mouth, they know I know what I'm talking about. And so they have to show that, you know, that macho man, you know, kind of situation. But um, I was dealing with a trainee that gave me, that was giving me a very hard time. And, um, I got to the break room where our trainees are, and she was sitting there. She looked like she was so stressed. Um, and I went over there. I told her, I was like, hi, good morning. How you how you doing? I said, you know what? It's going to be okay. You hang in there, okay? And that was it. And she was like, wow, thank you. Thank you. I, I you know, I needed that. So um, I don't know who that's going to help, but – um, we have to, everything we do, we have to make a conscious decision. Bitterness, all of these things, it, if you think about it, it trickles down to unforgiveness. Think about it on tonight. Things that you even, see how I can say this without, uh, okay. People, I've heard this, like I said, um, if you, if you forgive someone, you won't talk, well, you won't, you know, you it, it'll be away from you. You won't you won't think about it again. That's a lie. I I can't I can't agree with that because there are some things that happened to me in my childhood and in my family that um you know as as a child you know being um looked over and just taken advantage of and 
all these other crazy things that happen, but I love my family. I, I truly and honestly forgave them, and do I think about it? Yes. I, I talk about it. Yes, I do. But I forgave them, and I, I genuinely love them and forgive them for what – they didn't ask for it. That goes back to what? Unlateral forgiveness. Okay, they didn't. They didn't ask me, but I I chose to. I, I I chose to forgive them. And when I go around them, there's yeah, I I remember. I know what you did, but there's no anger. There's no unforgiveness. It doesn't take me back from you know that place where I was at that time because I truly and honestly forgive them. So don't make people. Don't have people these. Deep folks making you feel like you know when you really didn't forgive if you if you still talking about it or if you still now it is a difference. Let me break this down. It is a difference of me talking about the situation because I'm free from it. And even in marriage and relationships, friendships, even with friendships, wait a minute. I thought we were past that. I thought you forgave me. I thought. You know, I I thought you forgave me for that. I came to you. I asked you for forgiveness. We, we, you know, the the whole reconciliation. But why are you bringing this up a year later? Because you did the motion, but you didn't take it to heart. Your mouth was saying it, but your heart, it wasn't in your heart. There is a difference. Okay? I hope you all understand what I'm saying. There is a difference. A lot of time in marriages, you know, what keeps us back um, when it comes down to even with intimacy in a marriage because you're still holding on to something that you really didn't let go of, okay? Um, I said the older I get, the more annoyed. Jesus, I love the Lord. I'm saved. I'm sanctified. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. But, saints, it is okay to be annoyed. It's okay to be aggravated. You are human, but you have to backtrack and say, okay, why am I feeling like this? You know, am I just getting more annoyed or, you know, getting more angry? Like, what is going on? Backtrack, okay? See See what's going on. But with the forgiveness, it's up to you. It is up to you. A person can be upset with you, and I'm going to turn it over to my husband for offering. And I am a living witness. I'm not saying this to make it feel, to make it sound good, because um, that's not me. Even when, you know, when people say, uh, well, you know, people run around the church, they shouting just to show off. No, no, no. It, this one right here, when I shout and when I praise God, it, it's not for show. It's not for form. It's not for fashion. It is because I know God has been good and he has given me the strength and the mindset and the heart to truly forgive people that has not come to me and asked me for forgiveness, knowingly the things that have taken place. And then for me to have the God, have God in me to go to someone else and ask them for forgiveness, being if they receive it or not, okay? So <laughs> God is good. That's why I would say God is good. So you know, we don't do things just to do it. We don't praise God. We have a name that we live by. We are Praise Tabernacle Church. We praise. Not only do we praise, we pray. We worship, and we give God what he, what we give him everything that he deserves. And everything that we owe him, that's what we do. But um, I'm not, I don't have, when it comes down to this, I had a um, person long time ago. This was at my husband's church before, you know, I, I, I got married and came to my husband's church. But um, it was some things that was going on. I didn't know it. I didn't know that, uh, um, you know, this whole title thing, I would call the person uh, uh, missionary, 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 or sister, missionary, missionary. But they had, they for years, I found out probably about four or five years later, when they came to me, you know, they thought I had an all against them because I called them missionaries and didn't call them evangelists, that I called them sisters and didn't call them evangelists. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have been 
speaking to you joyfully, like, hey, how you doing? Praising and worshiping the Lord in the same, all of that. But years later, I found that out. And I'm like, wow, I had no idea. So when I saw this person, you know, I was getting gas. I was a quick trip. This was years later. And they came to me and they, well, you know, did you, uh, because you never called me evangelist. I'm like, well, I'm sorry, evangelist. God bless you. But let's take to heart, and I'm going to end. I'm done. Which one do you fall under? Okay? If you know you've wronged someone and you have the heart and the desire, okay, this is the transactional forgiveness, okay? You have the desire for reconciliation and repentance then that's wonderful. Even if you have the unilateral forgiveness, okay, when you forgive someone and the person has not asked for it. You can't keep allowing your husband or your wife to keep suffering because you play in church or you play in the card to where you you don't want to move past it. Some of us are stuck. We're stuck. We can't forget. We can, but we're choosing not to. Well, I forgive you, but I I ain't never going to do that again. Fine, because you can forgive someone, but that does not mean I have to be in your face. I forgive you. I can love you, and I can love you from a distance. That does not have anything to do with my walk with the Lord. Some of us, even in relationships, and I don't know, it's the reason why I'm going this way, but even in relationship, it's a reason you you don't want to forgive. You don't you want to forgive, but you don't you don't want to get back in that place so you can keep doing what you're doing. But Matthew chapter six fourteen and fifteen says, "For if ye forgive men their trespasses, if you you can't forgive, okay, your heavenly oh well. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father." will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Those are some powerful words. Well, a little bit ahead of that, I learned this when I was a child, okay, which was the Lord's Prayer, what we call it, the Lord's Prayer. But the part that stuck out, forgive us our debt as we forgive, forgive our debtors. Learning this as a child, I didn't understand it. But now that I am an adult, it is so clear. One last thing, and I'm turning over to my husband, in verse number 32 Tenderhearted stood out, having a kind, gentle, or sentimental nature. Tenderhearted. Tenderhearted. A lot of us are tenderhearted when it comes to those that we really care for. But it comes to that one like, ooh, oh, Jesus, they just, woo. Pray that the Lord would stop in your heart. You are not losing anything by going out your way and asking for forgiveness, especially, you know, you, some of us know we have wronged each other, okay? But we have to grow up spiritually. They encourage, ask the Lord to show you and to teach you, okay? So I hope y'all got something out of the word tonight, and I'm done. Um, it's in your hands, Pastor. All right. All right. Great. Uh, great. <laughs> that was real good. That's where I was going to go. Uh, if I made my, when I was making my comments and I said you can't even, I would be the one to tell you that you're not even safe if you can't forgive. And that's the scripture that I had in my pocket. That's the scripture I had in my, in my chamber, uh, Matthew 6. And I think that's what, uh, my wife was calling transactional. I think that's what it was. Uh, transactional meaning, you know, there's a transaction between two parties. I think that's what she was saying. 
two individuals. Unilateral, yeah. just one. A unit, uni, you know, just one. Unity, that's one way. A transactional, when you make a transaction, it's two parties partaking. And that's where forgive us our debts or forgive us our trespasses as we, as we forgive those who trespass against us or though uh, as we forgive our debtors, it's transactional. It's continual. So when we go to God and ask God for forgiveness, well, based on the scripture, what determines your forgiveness or God forgiving you is you forgiving others. I get so tired of tired and, and all my life been in church and knowing folks that you know you got something ill and you know you're doing foul. You know you foul. And you know you, 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 you live in opposite on what you're preaching and teaching. But you can get up on Sunday morning. You can get in the pulpit, and you can scream and shout and holler. You can run around the church. You know how to put on. And if you ever, you ain't got to go to the club, you know, you ain't got to go to the place. Just go to church. That's where the best actors are. The best actors are, are Sunday morning, especially at the 11 o'clock hour. Well, thank God we had church at 9, but even the 9 o'clock hour. Okay. Folks, they, they, husband and wife ain't spoke to each other all week, but can get in church, speak in tongues, speak to everybody else, okay? And this this is what happened. Families that ain't talked all week. And I ain't saying it don't occasionally happen. There's been, there's been Sundays that me and my wife have been upset or whatever and probably don't even know what we was mad at the whole week or whatever and get to church and know how to have church. And get and gotten back in the car, and still having something against each other or whatever. But then eventually you got to move past that. It shouldn't be all the time. It shouldn't be all the time. Okay. So think about that great, great, great lesson tonight. Think about that. Think about your own life. Who've hurt you? Who've done you wrong? Okay. Who you've done wrong? Uh, we we often forget who we've done wrong, but we we remember who 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 wronged us. We remember that. We remember who made us mad. Okay, and a lot of the feelings, matter of fact, the feelings that you do have, they're human. There is what God is what God put in us. Is <laughs> what God put in us. It's a natural feeling for you to be upset when someone wrongs you. All right. And yeah, we all have had, you know, you know, folk talk about church hurt and hurt folk, hurt folk, and all that stuff. Well, unhurt folk, hurt folk too. Okay, unhurt folk, hurt folk too. All right, but you get hurt in your job, but you go back the next day. Okay, you get hurt at a restaurant, but when you got a taste for that food again, you're gonna go back. But when it comes to the church, oh, they did this, they did, they ain't going back. Ain't nobody in the church right. Well, you well, as long as you in there, you right. Ain't nobody in the church right. Okay? But when you start, when you when you come to church and you keep your motive the right, keep your motive in the right direction, I came to praise and magnify God and worship God and be get some encouragement and be an encouragement. See, a lot of us will do a lot better off in church if we do it the way we kind of have it now. Get down when the service is over. Go home. Go home. But it, that's too much like, as the old folks said, that's too much like right. Because okay, the more you hang around, you know what that sister did in service? Did you hear what he said? Did you hear what Pastor? I don't have folk lie. I don't have folk. Lord, help us tonight. Before the service could get out, I'm, I done preached a message about dogs. I done had folk call people and say, Pastor called them dogs. Well, once I found out that they lied, I said, well, if the shoe fit, wag. Because hey, eventually you got to mature and get over some stuff and understand people are going to be people, whether you do good or bad. Keep it moving. Okay? Keep it moving. All right? So husbands and wives, this wasn't even the family 
Bible study, but it turned into it. Great job, baby. Husband and wife, love each other. Love each other. Okay, forgive one another. Okay, forgive. And if you really genuinely love, okay, you won't put your spouse in certain situations. Spouse in certain situations. Hey, if it happened once, don't let it happen twice. Don't put your spouse in a situation where they have to question whether or not you love them. Okay? That's just simple. That's just plain and simple. All right? So transactional or unilateral. Okay? Great word. Anyone on the panel tonight got any final words before I do the offering? Anyone on I just bugs, that was great comments earlier. Anyone else? Or even just bugs if you had any more comments. Anyone else have any other comments at this time? Hey, Pastor, I got one um, comment I was going to make. First off, first lady, thank you for a good word on tonight. Uh, Definitely an on-time word just for um, everyone listening and for, you know, for for me as well. Um, I would just say that when it comes down to forgiveness, um, I had a situation, um, you know, myself as far as uh, far as forgiveness goes, and you know, I re- I recall that had a situation even with a family member. Um, you know, as we say sometimes it'd be those close to you that can do certain things to you, but definitely had a, a family member that had a, a issue with me, and this person, you know, is supposed to be uh, well, he is saved. I suppose he's saved as well, but. You know, just had an issue with with me years back, all because of um, you know something simple as to where you know they're going through something and needed somewhere to stay while I was you know away and I'm trying to go on vacation at the time and wanting to come to my house and you know I said no because I'm not even going to be there. Uh, this you know it's not going to work and, and stuff like that. And from that you know you, you know you're good with people and until you say no sometimes and. That was one of the things as to where that's all it took, and, you know, the person, you know, went off and went on to a different rant. You know, just earlier that, that week, you know, you're telling me how, hey, man, I'm so proud of you, good family, good man, this and that. And then later on, I'm, you know, everything but, you know, child of God uh, later on. So those are, that, that situation kind of took me to a uh, different different level as to where I'm angry and stuff like that. And I kind of went off a little bit, not like I said anything crazy or anything, but that bothered me, right? But then after a while, I had to forgive that person, you know. So I had to, even though it bothered me at the moment, um, I had to operate in forgiveness. And it took some time, of course, but I ended up forgiving and I then moved on and got past it, and here it is, you know, years later, you know, you just get a, you never know, you know, when you're going to run across somebody years later, and it's a family member, um, get a phone call, and this person is with another very close family member of mine, and um, we have to have a conversation, and I didn't already, you know, I've seen them before in passing, and hey, you know, spoke and had a conversation, but this time, all these years later, finally getting an apology about what was said years ago, and I mean, this is probably four or five years old at the time, and, you know, this is something as to where I didn't throw it in the person's face. That's another thing you got to do, especially if someone comes and, you know, asks for forgiveness as well. You don't throw it back in somebody's face when that's the opportunity I went on and accepted the apology and said, hey, that's just growth, you know, and I appreciate it, and then we moved on. But I had already uh, let that weight go. That didn't bother me no more. But obviously that held on with that person because we waited five years, and now, you you know, you get a chance to uh, to uh, apologize and ask for forgiveness at that point. So I would just say that, you know, you, you never know how these things go, but even if, you know, you just have to operate in forgiveness, operate in love, and, you know, you, you never want to let these things get you so upset and so out of uh, out of position with God, you know. So just make sure that we operate in forgiveness is, is all I want to say. And thank you um, for that 
message on tonight. That was great, Minister Tobert. Great, great comment. And that's right. Sometimes it, it could be years later. It could be years later. We all can probably testify of events that happened and took years before it came back up. And like I say, folks remember what what make them mad. That's us. We remember. We we can tell you the day, the time, what the person was wearing, you know, what they said, uh, what was on TV, or whatever. Because we it just, I guess, it's just our human nature that we uh, remember what and who, uh, for the most part, makes us mad. Great, great comment. Anyone else on the panel? All right. All right. Well, God bless you all. Thank you all so much. Uh, Lady Zachary, great job on tonight. Uh, you can teach this next month, too, and uh, and the month after that, I don't think we'll uh, I don't think we'll ever get past past uh, the need for forgiveness because we all need it. We need forgiveness. We need forgiveness, and we thank God for sending His Son Jesus Christ on our behalf that we may have a right to the tree of life. And the only way to let's make this clear: the only way to be in right standards with God is to accept his son, Jesus, and then not only accept him, but model our life, pattern our life after Jesus Christ. So that way when God looks at us, he can see his son. So God bless you on tonight. Offering information for those, as we do every Tuesday night, uh, extended arms, our outreach uh, ministry. Uh, You can give an offering there. That'll be E-A Ministry. Once again, dollar sign E-A Ministry. Whatever the Lord lays on your heart, give there. And also to our local church, Praise Tabernacle. Uh, The cash app is dollar sign P-T-C-877. Once again, dollar sign P-T-C-877. May the Lord bless you real good. All right, all right. Listen, those of you that can uh, meet us at our church Sunday at 9 o'clock, we will be at our local assembly. Uh, There still is a possibility that we will be able to do our baptism uh, this Sunday. Uh, We should know for sure in the next couple of days. And if we are able to do it, uh, we will still have our regular service at our church, and then we will go to the facilities uh, where we will be doing the baptism. We'll know for sure within the next day or so if we're able to do it this Sunday or next Sunday. So we have not forgot, just got to have the right facilities. Amen. That's going to be beneficial for the people of God. So. Meet us at 199 East Krogan Street. Listen, listen, you, we got a few more days lost with them before Sunday. Invite somebody. Invite somebody. Okay, bring somebody with you. Okay, bring somebody with you. Go talk to somebody. You've been talking to the same person. They won't come. Find somebody else. Find somebody else to talk to and invite them on to church Sunday morning, 9 o'clock hour. And if the Lord delays coming, we try again to preach from the subject you've been, you got served. You got served. They will be preaching from that. I'm going to try to attempt to the Lord's will on Sunday morning. 9 o'clock. And y'all continue to pray. We got a couple meetings uh, with some other churches and other uh, facilities over the next few days. And we're just trusting God. The good, the good news is God already knows our next move. We just got to have faith and walk it out. He already knows where we're going next. While we're trying to figure it out, he's already worked it out. So just being proud, we got a meeting, like I say, the next three days. Got a meeting tomorrow, got a meeting Thursday, and a meeting Friday. So keep us in prayer. 
the Lord's will, and we know his will is going to be done in our church family. And thank all of you, Praise Tabernacle. Thank you so much for your love and support, and may God bless you. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you as we leave this place whenever your presence. Help us to consider our ways, me as the pastor and to every other person under the sound of my voice. Help us all to consider our ways. The truth of the matter is, without you, our ways are crooked. Our ways are dangerous. Our ways are faulty. But with you, knowing that you are the way, if we just connect with you, you can straighten out this crookedness that's in us. But without you, we all are crooked. We all men most miserable. But with you, we can do all things. As we leave this place, whenever your presence, Matthew twenty-eight nineteen through 20, tells us to go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. God bless.